this episode is very heartfelt because it goes back to Jeremiah. It goes back to Adam. It goes back to even Lucifer, who's now Satan. And it's called an identity, you understand, crisis. And when we hear the word identity crisis, it's not that you don't love yourself. It's that you wonder why people don't give you what you know you deserve. You understand? And Satan was the one who started it because he didn't like his identity because he wanted ours. And he still does. He still does. He still wants to come in to tear down because he can never be any of us in any way, shape, or form, period. And he came for the first man and women regarding it. And guess what? He didn't just come for them. He came for the angels also there. He lied to them too. You can imagine what he said to them in the kingdom of God, stopping them from what they normally do, to give them some words from a different place. That didn't even have to be. Sitting there giving them an opportunity to go to hell. And not even aware of hell being a real place. Lie. And can't even escape that lie. Because you can never embrace the truth. And God did all that for you and I. Because of one man, we became on their side. We were distanced from him. And because of Christ, we back with him again. And that would never change. That would never change. So I'm going to talk a little bit about Jeremiah. Because out of every prophet, Jeremiah was the one who wept the most. Why did he weep so much? When every prophet was called to release a word from God. And some received, some didn't. Why did he weep the most? Jeremiah was disrespected the most. Jeremiah was not considered the most. Many didn't want to walk around him. Didn't want to say they know him. Some did. Many others didn't. He had many who were against them. There were four. The only reason the king wanted him out of that system, out of that lantern, is because he wanted more words from God. That's the only reason. He wanted to hear more of what he had to say. If they killed him, you wouldn't be able to hear anything else. You have to really hear the significance of what God is using me to say. Because that's called a deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. And that deaf, dumb, and blind spirit is not actually deaf, dumb, and blind. It's not a natural spirit. That's why it's a spirit. It has you to be blind to see. It causes you to be robbed from hearing and robbed from knowing who you really are. You're not actually walking around deaf, dumb, and blind. But you saw you start thinking so less of yourself that you consider yourself to be stupid. The rejection made you feel stupid. The disrespect made you feel stupid. All the joning made you feel stupid. All the talking about your features and all the clowning made you feel stupid. But you're not going to say it, but you felt stupid. All the words that were spoken about your intelligence, many of us felt stupid. 
That's why many of us proving a point today. I'm going to prove that I'm not dumb. I'm going to prove that I'm not ugly. I'm going to prove that I am somebody because I'm going to do everything that inquires and requires for me to look good and dress myself up because you're not going to keep coming for me. But guess what? You don't even have to do all that because you didn't send for them for them to even come for you. You better hear that. Can't nobody come for you unless you send them. Don't send them. They won't come. Resist the enemy, that means, and he will flee. So I started thinking about Jeremiah. Why did they reject him so much? Was it about what he wasn't smart enough? Is that about because he was so young? Or I started thinking deeper. Is it because he was caught so young? Did I start thinking about King Joash? He was seven in a chair. But he had more family support, though. So I started thinking about Jeremiah. What is it? Is it because they thought you got the office because of who you related to? You young, what do you know? Why were you not considered of them all? It's like he will go some places and no one will receive. Not one person. He wept so much because of it. No one wants to hear what you're saying. He wasn't weeping because of God, really. He was weeping because they didn't respect him being a man of God who was carrying so much power, carrying so much authority. He's like, I'm somebody too. And you want to prove that point. And many of us defend ourselves by speaking up for ourselves and having a nasty attitude. But that's really going to rob you because you're really out your identity then. You're only going to respond if you start believing. So I start thinking a little deeper about Jeremiah. What is it? Was he unappealing? What was he? Because there were many others who were, you know, considered to be scrawny, unappealing. They didn't care about that. Why did he care so much? Because it happened more to him than it did to anybody else. They were calling him all kinds of names. They weren't just calling him liars. They probably was calling him stupid, dumb. We don't care about you. You don't know anything. You're dumb. That's what pretty much Nathaniel was saying about Christ. You ghetto. How can you be Messiah? By him saying, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Because Nazareth was a hood, basically. From the hood part of Nazareth, the hood part of Israel. Don't play. If it was good, then he wouldn't have said that. Can anything good come out of this place? And guess what he did? He released a prophecy after the fact towards Nathaniel. He said, before You were sitting under the tree. I seen you. He seen him before, during, and after. Because he's called to take care of the beginning, middle, and end. <laughs> Regarding the Father himself and Holy Spirit. Okay. So don't play the thing. Because before you went there, I seen you. While you were there, I seen you. And after, I seen you. You are the Messiah. I know I am. They were only going off of the miracles to believe. They weren't going off how he appeared to look. 
Because they see a mighty axe from someone who they think is a doofus, who they think is broke, who they think is dumb, who they think is ugly. Like many say, I say, excuse me, I say unappealing. But you keep doing so many miracles, but you just look so... It's like, how can you get the beautiful woman, but you're not even... How can you have this fine man and you're not even... We do that all the time. It's called a deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. It comes to attack the identity. People see one thing about you that's different and they consider you to be special and earthly special. And that type of special is... A retardation for real. You dress like a doofus. You walk like a doofus. You think like one. You eat like one. And many of us are not careful. We're rejecting. We're doing the same thing to our own loved ones and friends. Because that spirit's jump. It's like now I start looking at you less than. Now I start looking at you like you're not. Now I start looking at you like you're dumb. You're broken. You're ugly. Now I start wondering, how can you? Now I start looking like, I don't want to hear from you. I don't want nothing to do with you. But I love you because I'm supposed to. But I'm starting to see what they see about you. How many times you see someone's child or someone's, you know, loved one, doesn't matter, friend, colleague, and you can sense that there's a spirit on them that's trying to attack their intelligency, trying to attack their mind. And we look at it like, oh, you're just another person that, that's lacking, you know, their mental state. They don't have it all. They, you know, they, they, okay, okay. What's their diagnosis? Autism? Okay, what, what is it? Uh, you understand? ADHD? I mean, what is it? What's their dysfunction? They, they made the most dumbest phrase to attack us, and that's the deaf, dumb spirit. Conjunction, junction, what's your function? Hmm. And we allow these things to be on us, on our children, our family. And we start looking at them like, you know, I don't want to be around. You, look, you eat all trifling. You, you just don't keep, keep up yourself. You try. It's like you have no appealing appearance regarding them. You don't think they're attractive. You don't think they're good enough. That you don't even want to be around it. It's like, excuse me, it irritates you. I shouldn't drink all that juice. Please excuse me. It irritates you. It irritates you. The devil tried to attack a lot of people with that deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. It's not for you to look deaf, dumb, and blind. It's for them to consider you to be unappealing. Whether it's how you look, how you shape, your features on your face. People try to call you out by what they see and try to tear you down with all kinds of jones and all kinds of words that tear up your character. People look at you and laugh when you come in the room when you wear something that you know that you really like to wear. How you get this person? How you know what to say? Why God choose you? Come on. That's the deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. We better come together and kick that sucker out. And many of us who attack, this is how you know you're attacked by it. You start believing it. And you start doing things to, you know, to speak against it. Okay, I'm being considered as being dumb. People playing with my intelligence. Let me go invest in more things. Let me read more books. Let me change the way I talk. Let me let them know that I am intelligent. Okay, you think I'm unappealing. Okay, now look what God done for me. See, got to be very careful.
Yeah, look at what I have now. Yeah, I don't hear you guys talking. And guess what? They're going to always have something to say if you keep entertaining. That's why many are being sarcastic now. You go in there and fix a pumpkin pie and put, you know, just grapes on it. Oh, I would have never did that. Oh, I would have I put whipped cream. Everybody does that. You did that. And you're like, oh, okay, thanks for your feedback. The whole time they didn't have to say that. They just want it to come for you again. The devil keeps sending who he can send to come for you. But you have to snatch them out of his hand. That's ministry. Whoever keep coming for you, you didn't send. You have to snatch them out of enemy's hand because you always win. Not the sin. We keep leaving people that way. Get away from me. Stay away. That's why they stuck with him. Mm -hmm. And he'll keep trying to get stuck on you. Mm -hmm. And get in you. Mm -hmm. To destroy you. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. That deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. Many say right now when they see a man with a beautiful woman, how you get her? And many of us men walking around with that deaf, dumb, and blind spirit in the body. I don't know how I got this woman. I don't know how I got this man. I don't know how I got this house. What do you mean how? Because God thought of it. That's why. Because you're somebody special. Because you're beautiful. Because you're God-like. I'm up. 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 <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh God. You understand? Let me put some word on it. Let me put some word on it. They didn't care about what Jeremiah had to say because he was unappealing. No matter what was unappealing about him. It's things that we don't know the description. He wasn't there. He probably had a lot of pimples on his face. We don't know. Probably was fat. Who cares? Like, you ain't who you. If you don't get out of here. See, let me give you some word on it. See, the Israelites, they went to Samuel regarding having Saul as a king. They wanted Saul to be their king, but God already preordained Saul to be king, but they wanted a king for the wrong reason. They thought a king posed a look like how Saul looked on the outside. And that's why Saul was battling so much. That's why he was so angry because his outside didn't agree with the inside because he was battling a deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. He kept dressing himself up with the things that he had. See, the reason why the Israelites wanted Saul, not because he was a man of God, not because he was special. It was because he was handsome, wealthy, and the tallest Israelite of them all. Read the word. You can Google it. That's why they wanted him, because he was the tallest of them all. He knew they wanted him for, you know, shallow reasons. But let me give more word to it. Saul had a lot going on, on the inside. Because of the rejection, he just felt like, I'm going to do whatever I want. I'm going to do what I say. He went against God many a times. And the first time he went against God, and so to speak, God told him to wait for Samuel to come. And he did it before Samuel got back. And it caused the grace to leave off of him. And in the Bible, it says once the grace left off of him, it went towards David. So you're a king with no grace. Mm, mm, mm. 
And David is not a king with grace. Woo, I'm telling you, you better be a guy. You understand? So another thing is, let's go back to the day when Goliath, you know, was going to war with David because he was coming for them for 40 days. You understand? Disrespecting them. He was offering to battle them 40 days. No one would come in 40 days. Do you understand? And they was when when Samuel was on his way to anoint one of Jesse's sons, Goliath was still offering up to fight one of them. Let me tell you why. He wasn't out there to fight any of the men in the army. Goliath came for Saul because down the line, Saul's bloodline killed one of Goliath's relatives because of the tribes they were in. It was his tribe against that tribe way back when. So Goliath went to go get Saul and Saul was sitting next to Abner, which is his right hand man. And who also protects his life. He gives his life for him. And he was like, you know, he wanted him. And that's why Saul said in the word, you know, anyone who take him down, you can have my daughter. I don't even care. Your family will be wealthy. You don't have to pay taxes anymore. Just kill him. Why? Because Goliath wanted Saul. He didn't want nobody else. He wanted Saul. But because Saul didn't want to fight, he was scared. So he tried to send somebody else. So Goliath like, okay, so whoever I kill, we take over your land. So it's a win-win for Goliath. I'm still going to take over. No one wants to fight me. And whoever you send to fight me, since y'all scared, I'm still going to win. So I'm going to kill you regardless, Saul. And there goes God with David. See, Saul didn't dislike David because of David's appearance or all of that and David's calling. No, it's because David walked in truth and Saul didn't. And it was tearing him up to be broken. He had a pride issue, obviously. See, the thing is, when David killed Goliath, it was because to protect Saul. But David did it because he was standing up for his God because that's what got David's attention. Who speak against our God? What Philistines say such a thing? You come out in the name of yourself. I'm coming out in the name of my father. Do you understand? That's the only reason why he did it. He didn't care for no Saul and all that, that bragging points and all of that. That's why in the word it says, you know, when Saul got so jealous of David, it wasn't even about because the song they said, you killed a thousand, David killed 10,000. Yeah, we get it. I say, bring me back a hundred, foreskin, you bring me back 200. It's because Saul wanted to be free like David was. It reminded him how he should have been free, but he was still battling that deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. See, David looked like how Saul was treated. See, David was looked like, you know, looked upon, you're scrawny, you're, you're nobody, you're just so vulnerable. You're, you're not built for this, David. Now, no one calling him no names, but they're looking at it like, you're not built for this. You're not built for this. And if you're walking around with that spirit, many are saying to you right now, you're not built for what God is giving you. You're not built for, and that's, and sometimes if you're not careful, it's going to have you, man of God, a woman of God, have you think that maybe, you know, I'm not good enough, but I'm thanking God for what he's giving me. So what? But the thing is, you are good enough. You are needed. You are just as good. You are definitely needed. 
And that's why many of us try to prove a point. I am needed. Look at what they're saying. Look at what they're doing. Look how they feel about me. If they feel this way, then maybe you should too. See, you keep trying to prove what you don't have to prove. You already been proven. You walking in your call. You fulfilling your purpose. You don't have to do anything to prove nothing to nobody. I don't care if you're a man, you grow without a father. You don't have to prove that you're the best dad in the world or you will be. No, you don't have to do any of that. You already standing. That shows proof. I'm off. Dog. That shows it right there. Do you understand? Do you understand? By you persevering, it shows it right there. By you standing, it shows it right there. By you not walking away, it shows it right there. David didn't prove himself to nobody. Jeremiah never proved himself to nobody. Just stand. That's all you have to do is stand. You don't have to stand with no account. You don't have to stand with no words. You don't have to stand with anything that you place on yourself. Any type of words this way, let's shake that full. No, you already been shaped in full. Just stand. And let God do it for you. You have to prove yourself to nobody. The point is, you keep trying to be a part of people who don't even care about you. You can do two things with it. Smash them out the enemy's hand or just keep moving. Don't keep being on cycle with somebody. Keep mistreating you. It's not realistic. It's not even authentic. It's deceptive. Keep being around somebody who don't care about me. Don't make no sense. You can do two things. Snatch them out. No, nah, I'm okay. No, you're not okay. Because it's not okay what they keep doing to you. Go to God. I'm tell you what to do. But all you know to do without that being said until God tell you, you just stay. Regarding any of it. No, back to some word to put on it. See, David did what Saul was supposed to do. Saul was supposed to kill Goliath. And you know what's so much more to make Saul to feel like that about David? Stay with me. I'm losing my words, but I'm going to keep him. You understand? What made him feel that way for real, for real, is because he wanted to be like David. He wanted to be free as David. He wanted to be free as David. David was free to be himself and not care about what nobody else had to say. He cared about what people had to say. Because he knew he was only voted in from people and not God because how he appeared on the outside. But the inside was jacked up. That's why David played for him. That I mean, David was much calmer than he was. He had anger issues. He kept trying to dot, I mean, throw dots and arrows at them to kill them. David and his son, Jonathan. You understand? Anger issues at the day of a feast, a holy sacrificial, you understand, encounter, you know, biblically with those who worship God as well. You know, and they're in your palace and you try to kill your son at the table because he's let David go with his family because you wanted David dead that bad. Because David reminded you on how you need to be, but he didn't know how to break it and say, you know what? I need your help, David. He thought, because I'm a king, I don't have to come to you that way. You understand? You notice every time David catches him, that he could have captured him, he always say, David's son, is that you? Oh, now I'm your son. You understand? It's because Goliath was after David. I mean, excuse me, Goliath was after Saul. 
Saul was scared. And you know, Saul was the tallest one out of the Israelites there. But it took David that they said was scrawny and turned to the sheep more vulnerable to take this man out. So it's like, wow, I'm scared. And yeah, you did it. That's like my son doing something I'm supposed to do. Like, wow. Okay. And everybody know I'm supposed to do it. But it took my son not to be scared. They wanted a king because of how he appeared to look. And the one that he wanted to kill is the one who kept sparing his life. And David, the one who killed the man who killed Saul. So when it comes to your life, you have to know that you cannot embrace that deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. Oh, you stutter, or you know, you you know, got a big head, or you got a hunched back, or you too linky, you too fat, or you getting fat, or you getting too skinny. It doesn't matter. A lot of us say it doesn't, and it do. Many of us stop wearing what we normally wear because what people say. They say my clothes too loose. They say my clothes too tight. So what would they say? That's why Christ said, so who do you say? So what do you say? Who do you say you are? Don't act like you don't care and you really do. And why be around people who keep doing that to you? And why people keep having to tell you not to do that and you keep doing it? That goes for all of us who's doing it. So today is your day to get that deaf, dumb, and blind spirit off. It has you to feel like, okay, I know I have great things going on, but I want others to see how great I am too. I want them to see how smart I am too. I want them to know how, you know, how much of a voice I have too. And many of us, you know, we stand on other people who do, and they consider to have that too, what they have. You understand? And that's an issue. It's an issue. It's like, okay, I was called ugly my whole life. Now my wife or my husband is, you know, handsome and all beautiful. And now look at me now. It's like you're living your look off of how they are looking. And that's how Saul was living. He was living his freedom off of what David has done to Goliath. Because Goliath wanted him dead, not nobody else. That's why he kept saying, I'm coming for this whole town until your king give him me. Give him me. Give your king to me. I want your king. I want Saul. I don't want y'all. That's why he kept coming for them. Y'all sitting there trying to hide a king who's scared to fight me. He ain't no real king. So y'all ain't no real people either. And he made a good point. Because what king going to back down like that? I never heard of a king who did. Sitting there having somebody to go at your country for 40 days and you ain't doing nothing. Couldn't even get 10 men to take that man down. Nobody wanted to do nothing. Took a man, turned into a sheep to come and say, who is this Philistine talking about my God? That's how you need to feel. Who is this demon talking about me as a woman or a man of God? Many try to tell you what you can't have, what you cannot have. You need to have more space. You need to have a more of a vehicle. You need to have a better job. You need to have more money. You need to have more clothes, more this, more that. And we listening to it. I told a woman and a man, I said, God, it was God who did that. How long you guys been together? We've been together for five years. Wow, five years. Do you plan on being together five more years? 
That's number God. I mean to say that because Kanisha could care less about saying what I was saying, but care about people. But that's none of my business. Becoming nobody like that. Holy Spirit say, do you you know? Do you see yourself five more years? Oh yeah, we're not going anywhere. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But you're doing merry folk things. You're doing marital things, but you don't want to make no commitment. What's going on with that? Well, you know, his family, that's how you know it's God, you know, because it wouldn't happen that way if it wasn't God. <laughs> like, who she think she is? You know, it was like, you know what? I'm glad you said that. That was glad God saying this. You know, he doesn't have that much, that many family members. And when we have a wedding, he wants a big wedding and we don't, he don't have that many family. He don't want it to be just my side and he don't have nobody on his side. So we go, wait, I said, oh, wow, that's what it is. I'm so glad y'all came right here. Thank you. Holy spirit. Continue to talk to me. I said, let me tell you this. Both of you two become what one become what one. So it don't matter who on what side. <laughs> Longs you two there on the Lord's side. You you better stop. The word I have for them, it was like, you understand? We don't have to do all that. There's a scripture for that. If you're burning and you can't control yourself, then you must marry. But it has to be on one accord. It can't be one burning and one not. You both have to be burning. You both have to be able to not control yourself. You, you have to be that way in order for that to even come to pass. If both of you can't take it no more, you know, being around each other and you can't control your thoughts and all you're thinking about is touching and doing everything you can't do without being married. Not just sexual, but things that you know you have to wait to do to say. If that fire is overtaking you for you to act in such a way, you must get married. You must be married. But if one feels that way and the other just push past and gain more strength, then you must release your strength upon that one who's burning. That's the purpose. Keep each other so we can remain one. It don't look right to be one on a different page. I'm strong in this and you're still weak in that. So what are you supposed to be doing to me? Why aren't you quickening me? So you know you have more family on your end naturally. So what are you imparting to me about what you have and what you know so I can feel what you feel? Waiting to be married but doing marital things because of people and yet you letting that cause you to defile your covenant? Hmm. No, don't do that. Don't do that. God give me a word today. I didn't need, I never seen it that way. You know, when it comes to marriage, it's us coming together to be a blessing for everybody else. Because we're blessed to be a blessing. God cutting bread, <laughs> a fresh loaf of bread. So God said to me, on your wedding day, it's a celebration, not just for you. It's even the more for all those who are around you. I want you and your mate during that time to be to celebrate all those who are around you. Because they 
helped pave the way. They prayed. They supported. So all of you have a part in that celebration. That's what I want, Quinesia. For you two to give back to them. And not have them to come to give unto you. Whoa. <laughs> that sounds like God, doesn't it? <laughs> because it's the opposite <laughs> of what we normally do. And it's okay. But the way how God talks to us individually, he says different things, different ways for different purposes. He may not say that to you. You understand? But what I'm going to say this, what I'm going to say this, what I'm going to say this, it's not like he's not going to tell you, you know, good things that you are to walk in to also know what he means when he says to give back as well. He may have you to give back the same way, but doing different things regarding it. You understand? He's not going to say, Quenisha, you're faithful when you do this, but don't tell you. Like, what, why he didn't tell me that? If it's so much a favor, then why let me know that? Why don't I know that? Mm -hmm. I'm floating. Please stay with me. Why don't I know that? You understand? He would never just give me some words and some keys and some open doors, opportunities, and I share them with you. It just may be a little different. And it's still good. It's still magnificent. It's like, whoa, when I hear what he's doing for you, like, whoa, I didn't even see it like that either. It's not like, oh, wow, yours better than mine. Uh-uh. We used to have a saying, my best friend better than yours. We can never say, my God, better than yours. We have to say, God, oh, God. Uh, mm -mm. We can say, my God is your God. You understand? But um, go back to that deaf, dumb spirit, guys. Hmm. This is how you know you're affected by it. You try to prove yourself so much. You want to prove your accomplishments and prove what God is doing. It's like, look at me, look at me. Because I'm not considered, I'm rejected and all of that. Many people want to be around us because of what we have, who we know, or because they want something from us. And some want to be around to tear down. And when you stop letting them tear down, they try to come around to continue to find opportunities to tear down again. Many come around to tear down. But the thing is, you don't leave them down. You got to snatch them out of the enemy's hand. And that evil empire has to crumble down. That's your assignment. Anybody you know in the hands of the enemy, you have to get them out, basically. No matter who it is. If you're encountering somebody who's causing some type of disrespect, mischief, you got to get them out of the enemy's hand. And you go to God about how to do it. He knows how to reach everybody. You know, many people say, how you get that woman? I don't know how I got that woman. I don't know how I got that man. I, I mean, nothing but the grace of God. And many of us start allowing those spirits to be on us, some deaf, dumb, and blind spirits. And we start wondering, how did I get you? You're too good for me. But hey, I'm going to figure out how can I impress you. See? And we start doing things to show that we're not, you know, doing what we really love. Because we're thinking about that deaf, dumb, and blind spirit that's not actually deaf, dumb, or blind. It's coming to steal your, it's coming to steal your identity. It's taking your confidence. You know, it caused you to be, you know, very weak. And not the weak that makes you strong because of the strength that's found in Christ. No, it's not that type of weak. It's a weak like I am nothing. I'm beneath. 
I'm not good enough, but I know I'm worthy of it. I know God spared me. I know he loved me, but I don't even think I'm that attractive. I don't even think I'm that smart. I don't even think I have it in me to do what God asked me to do. But I'm around a lot of people who support me, who love me. See, many of us, we have to be careful because many of us are leaning on other people for us to be confident, for us to be, you understand, build it up with esteem, self-esteem, so we won't feel like we have low self-esteem, but we really do. Many of us are so afraid of what's been said to us so much. You know, we're thinking that I'm just, you know, I am somebody. So I want you to know this. You have to free yourself from that today. How can you free yourself from that? How can you get up out of that? Listen to this. How you get free from out of that? What you do is. What do you do? You deny every word spoken over you. You be as David, but not be David. Be as David, and that's being as Jesus is, because Jesus was also considered unappealing. You know, Isaiah prophesied that. He's coming unappealing and scrawny in the flesh. They kept coming for him. Imagine somebody standing in front of you who looked unappealing and saying, eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. What? I don't even consider you. You're going to tell me to eat some part of you? The reason why they were so drawn because of the miracle. That's why he said, you're not coming to hear no word. You're not happy about the word. You're happy about the miracle. It's like you come to my house. You're not coming to see me. You're coming to eat dinner. You're not supporting. You just want to be nosy. These are things that happen to people all the time who will be considered unappealing. Anytime look at somebody less than. Because of anything could be the looks they look at you less than. The money you could be looking at less than. How you shape, how you present yourself. You less than because you're too fat. You less than because you're too skinny. You less than because nobody knows you. You less than because you're not attractive. You less than because your hair this and your nose this and your forehead and cheeks or neck this. You this and they got under a race for a long time. You this because you're black. You're black, you're poor. You're black, you're dumb. Black, you're a thug. Black, you're ghetto. And we try to prove ourselves so much by many of us trying to be white. <laughs> Been around somebody who want to sound white and sound a mess. And you got some whites that want to be down, want to talk black, a mess. No one walk with God denies who they are because they so glad to accept. It's like, I don't care if you don't love me, but what I'm not going to do is be around you because you're going to keep on trying to keep that demonic spirit attacking me and it may get in if I keep being around you because if I keep being bothered, to be honest, it actually got in already. 
If I'm offended, it's inside. If I'm pissed off, it's inside. If I'm talking about it, it's bothering me. It's inside. I don't like what I encounter. I can't stand what I encounter. It's inside. It's not okay for it to be inside. I'm surrounded by all these people, but how many really care about me? How many of what they say came inside? Why are you trying to prove yourself? That's why you keep being bounced back for all of you who are. Because you keep trying to prove yourself and you don't have to be proven. God don't have to prove himself, so why do you think you do? That spirit, it, it travels so fast. It will have people even look at you like, how you get that? I know those words hurted you. Say of God. I know those deeds made you feel really less than. I know you want to feel important. I want you to know that you are important, no matter who have you to feel. I want you to know that you are very, very attractive. I want you to know that you are very, very necessary. You don't have to be around people to have you to feel like you're important. You are somebody. I know a lot of times you wind up thinking, who really loves me? Who really cares and who really doesn't? Because sometimes it seems like those who do, you have an encounter where it seems like they don't. A lot of rejection has been present with a deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. But the thing is, what hurted you, it wasn't what people done. What hurted you is that you were believing it. Receive your breakthrough today. That's what hurt it. It's because you were believing it. Maybe I am unattractive. Maybe I am less than... But there's something in you that kept saying, no, it's a lie. The devil is a liar. I know what's inside of me. You've been, you know, not considered, you know, around a lot of people that you, you know are important. And you look at people who be around them like, you know, why do they let them come and not allow me? So you start making investments with people who you thought were somebody to you, who you thought were popular and who you thought were, you know, people that everybody loved. If I connect with them, then people will see I'm somebody. You know what? A breakthrough can only happen when the truth is exposed. And when the truth is exposed for the break, it's when you tell the truth about it. 
Can a liar be honest in God's face and say, I was lying? Or would a liar look at God and tell God he's lying? Woo! God! Mm. God! Can you say in the face of God, Father, you're right. I've been rejected so much. People kept coming for my self-esteem. I felt like I had to win people to have people. If you've been told more than once, stop being around people who don't care, that's you. That's you I'm talking about. It's a spirit that attack your identity to feel like you're not good enough. You always feel like you, the people keep coming for what you do wrong. That's a death thumb and blind spirit. Because that's not supposed to happen. They're supposed to see the good in you, not the bad. Mm-hmm. You understand? Then you start thinking like, you know what? Forget everybody. See? That was Jonah. After he gave the prophecy, he said, forget everybody. And went and sat under a plant. It took God to take that leaf from off his head, have his head to burn hot sizzle with the sun burning to let him know you better stop playing. He was mad. And that was after he got vomited up from a large fish. And still having an attitude problem. You know why he was so mad? Because he felt guilty. Because he was just as bad as they were. Even as a prophet. It doesn't matter what you call to do. You can still operate in negative ways. But you're still caught by God. Who never gives up on you. You could be a prophet with low self-esteem. You could be a prophet with intimidation, a prophet that big off of what you appear to be because you're tired of people keep saying you're nothing. You got to lean on people for support all the time. People got to walk for you or hold you up majority of the time Then you're doing it for yourself. Too sensitive, too emotional. All that because what you allow to come in. It doesn't matter who did what, who said what. Because majority of the things that happen in the who's are the people who are around you every day. Probably me. But those words that were said should not come in. Everybody goes through a healing process. I went through a healing process of letting things in and saying things and let them get in other people. See, I'm bold to say it because I'm free and and the chains had to break. There been times I felt dumb. The devil is a liar. People kept trying to play with my intelligence to the point I'm starting to think, hold up. See, I'm trying to comprehend God's world in this world. You're going to feel dumb. Because you came next to two. 
You're going to feel powerless if you're trying to get God to do what he sent Christ to already take care of. And you see that and you see and you see and you hear and you encounter that is not happening for you. You're going to feel like you don't have no power. You're going to feel less than of yourself as a believer because what you believe in God to do, you don't see it and you know that he already did it because you're not looking at it already being done. You're looking at God or the one who already did it, but you're not looking at the person or the people who needed to be already away with because it's already done according to whoever it happened to. See, I see sickness on you, but I know he healed us a long time ago. So why am I still looking at you being sick today? I better look at you being healed instead of being sick. Rich instead of broke. New instead of out. Above instead of beneath. <laughs> Free instead of bound. Hallelujah. A winner instead of a loser. You understand. So that spirit got to go. You got to let that spirit go. That spirit can have you to enter into a marriage and you be so nice, but you don't give up all of you. You'll be afraid to. You'll be afraid. You're walking around on eggshells now. To any of you, God is talking to. You be walking, you're walking on eggshells now, will be. You're walking on eggshells now. I'm giving all of what I want. That don't make sense. I'm giving all of what I want. Can God say something to you and then stay with him? See, some of us, God is sparing right now because if you get married and you tell what should be kept, you committed adultery. See, commit adultery is not just, you understand, sexually, physically. It's intimacy, spiritually first. That's why God called us as Israelites, as children of Zion, a lot adulterers because we're married first to him. Ooh, I see a rose that's blooming. You got to love that spirit off of your loved ones and friends. You know what that spirit looks like? It looks like a, a spirit of a person who has low self-esteem, unappealing. It could be unappealing how they look. It could be a goof troop spirit. It could be anything you don't want to be around. They do everything wrong. It's like, get away from me. Any person you feel like, get away from me. Because you are trying to release that spirit on them. Because that's how you see them. They can't let that spirit in. And you can't let that spirit in you to try to put it on them. Everybody has been there before. Either said or heard someone say, you know, get away from me. You unappealing. I ain't talking about no wanting to be with somebody in a relationship. No, you're not my type. No, I don't want to be beside you. You just not appealing to me. It could be your look. It could be something about your future. It could be something about your education or your upbringing. It's just beneath me. Anything you feel is beneath you, you know, that's that deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. So many children have been attacked with that. And the parents are confessing it over their kids. Yeah, something is wrong. You don't have it all the way. But we try to find ways to say how special they really are. But we really treat them like they crack. One mother kept her child in. And don't let her child go outside. Because she said she's embarrassed by her child. 
You embarrass me. Whenever we feel embarrassed, that's a deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. Your behavior is off the charts. I'm not taking you anywhere, deaf, dumb, and blind spirit. It's like you can't do nothing right. I don't want to be around you. That's why God always show you how people treat that person so you can have a heart to stop. Mm. Woo. You better hear that. That's why you have a soft heart for people who feel inconsiderate. I mean, unconsidered. You understand? From people being inconsiderate. Because God wants you to stop. He wants you to stop looking at them like that too. That's why we honor people until we get to know them and we look and see something that's unappealing due to what we heard or what we seen. And we like, you believe me. And that's why people like that always end up on top. There are 66 books. You know, Apostle Paul was one of them. He saw every Jew unappealing. You guys are beneath us. You're dumb. You're nobody. The whole race, he thought it was like that. That's why the Holocaust happened. Adolf Hitler thought every Jew was unappealing. You're not worth being here, so we're going to kill you. They did it to the black race, the Asian race, the Hispanic race, and all of that. You know, I just give it all over to God regarding everything. I want you to do the same thing too. Somebody could treat you so bad, you start thinking like you're, you know, you're not worth being treated good. Many of us been like that for a long time. We've been looked at, you know, and that's why many of our parents embrace us so tight. Because they feel sorry for us. Because all we do is cry and, and talk about what we want to pray for and what's bad happening. We got to tell them good stuff too. Matter of fact, tell them good stuff only. Well, I want to say something bad when God is good. We got we to gotta stop, you know, having people to think that it's so bad what we're going through. And God favored us to get through it. We're favored to see it through. So why do we think it's so bad? How can it be so bad? How can something be so bad when God is so good? That deaf, dumb, and blind spirit will have you to feel like, you know what? I'm sick of it. I'm going to do something about it. That's why many feel like now in the entertainment industry, I made it. They always say that. I made it. Made it to where? You're not in heaven. You're still here in earth. Where did you make it to? I get what they're saying, but I'm talking like God talk. You made it to what? You didn't make nothing. If you're out here cussing and fussing, showing your body, doing everything that God said not to do, you made what? You made what? Where did you make it? What? You made what? Made money? What, on TV? And being known to do what? It's like I'm wearing everybody's money. I'm living in everybody's money. And I act like a jerk. People paying me to be a jerk. They give me their hard-earned money to be a jerk. 
You know, it's like your purpose is your profession. But you're not in it thinking about being paid. Even though people sow into your life. Many of us, when people give us a lot of money and sow in our lives, we have a lot of fame. We tend to forget and lose sight. And then we can say anything to anybody. We could do anything because now we we made it. No, Christ made it. He made it so we can make it. So this message is really for everyone who felt like you were unappealing. You were told you didn't feel good enough. You were told. You lean on other people to support, to love, in the sense of build up your confidence. You could be a little emotionally disturbed at times, very needy, and people don't want to tell you. We could be very offended, very offensive, and be on be in defense mode all the time. Yeah, you said this to me now. Oh, it's all good. I mean, I'm glad you let me know how you feel now. See? See, you told me I was dumb. Oh, why did that matter? Did it matter? That's the thing. You say it don't, and it does. How many people you around right now who make you feel that way? Is that why you try to escape your life? Save God? You try to escape? Try to run away from your problems? Because the people are going to feel that way no matter where you go. Many of us, let me give an example. I was in a village. And someone there kept speaking so less of the people there. Speaking very less of. And they were like, you know, talking about them down. Like, they're nobody. They don't know nothing. And they treated me better. You know stuff. You you got education. You Pretty much, you got money. You're better than them. They don't have any. And I was like, you really look at all these people to be that way? That person went so hard and so long for money. For money. Because that person thought prosperity was money. If I don't have any, I'm not blessed. If I don't have any, I'm not prospering. Because that was told and taught to that person. So everybody who didn't have it, he thought that they were just beneath. And they were, you know, lazy and don't care about their well-being. And only wanted to be around people who have money. There's a transition for everybody. If they only want to consider a man to be dominant, then Goliath would still be living. Because David wasn't dominant. Even though he was strong enough to take care of and take down, you know, animals for a living. 
he still wasn't the one to be considered. Why? Because he didn't look like he can do it. So if a person looked like they don't have no money, you better stop because they do have God. So get rid of that spirit right now in Jesus' name. God say, go to the next episode. Just gotta, you can't end this like that. Okay.